Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The convicted killer Graham Dwyer has received something of a boost today in his bid to appeal his conviction for the murder of Elaine O'Hara. A published opinion from an advisor to the European Court of Justice, that's the top uh, European court in terms of laws, does not allow a general and indiscriminate retention of mobile phone data. There could be serious implications for many serious crime investigations if the Court of Justice decides to follow the advice, and we stress it is just advice now, um, but to uh, fill us in on, on, on the implications of what has happened today is Court's correspondent, Frank Rainey. Frank, thanks a million for coming on to talk to us today. Obviously, the Elaine O'Hara uh, murder trial, Graham Dwyer's murder trial, was one that absolutely gripped the country. Um, it went on um, for many weeks during... Uh, the, uh, the summer of 2015. Just for anyone who's not familiar with the case, and I can't imagine there's very many, but maybe just start by giving us a, a refresh of um, Elaine O'Hara's death and how um, Graham Dwyer came to be convicted for her killing. Um, well, Elaine O'Hara, we heard, was during the trial, was a, was a childcare worker who Graham Dwyer, the prosecution, contended during the trial had essentially targeted online because she was considered by him as a vulnerable person. Graeme Dwyer had a particular sexual desire, fantasy, to stab and kill somebody while having sex with them. Um, That was the prosecution's case, and they claimed that that's precisely how Elaine O'Hara met her end. Um, And during the course of the trial, and all of the evidence that that was presented during that trial, which, as you rightly say, did grip the entire nation um, throughout. But all of the evidence was circumstantial. Um, and mobile phone data in particular played a crucial role in the prosecution's case against Dwyer. Not only when it came to the content of communications between various phones, and there were days spent you know, with the prosecution reading out text messages between master and slave phones and all the explicit details of fantasies that were being unfolded and told in in these exchanges between these phones. That's not at play here, by the way. We're talking about metadata here, and that's really important to point out. These are call records, the tracking of relevant handsets through cell site analysis at key locations. Basically, the prosecution was able to show that certain phones were in certain places relevant to their investigation. Mm-hmm. They then set about linking handsets to Graham Dwyer and mm-hmm. Elaine O'Hara, and they were able to paint a picture for the jurors, which they were free to accept or reject, but you know, they you would it. say that they did accept it. Yeah. They convicted him of murder. Um, so I suppose that's, that's the crux of the conviction when it came to Graham Dwyer. Okay, and obviously Graham Dwyer, as we know, is um, preparing for an appeal or is is gathering grounds for an appeal um, of that conviction. And central to that is laws about the retention of that mobile phone metadata. So maybe explain for people who maybe don't know the difference between the content of the text messages that may have been sent between whomever and whomever and the metadata. Well, well, essentially, um, metadata would be traffic and location data is probably the most simplified way of explaining it. When you go to make a phone call, when you go to 
send a WhatsApp, when you go to access a social media account, your phone will ping, in most cases, the nearest cell site to it to allow you activate your, or access your social media accounts mm-hmm. to make those phone calls, service and data and whatnot. Everybody is very familiar with that. Mm-hmm. There was, a, there was a law in 2011 that was passed in 2011 then that required service providers to keep that metadata on everybody's phone, keep that in a database for two years. Gardaí were then able to access that. A senior guard that was able to apply to have that information accessed in cases, as was the case here with Graham Dwyer, where there was a suspicion of a serious offence being committed. Yep. Now, what the, what the High Court ruled in 2018, three years ago, was that that legislation did not comply with EU law. In fact, the directive that underpinned that law was struck down three years after the legislation was enacted in 2011 and 2014. And the High Court, in its decision three years ago, and it ruled in favour of Graeme Dwyer, um, it essentially said, said that this retention of data was too general, it was too indiscriminate, it wasn't specific enough, there was no oversight by a court or an independent authority when Gardaí wanted to access um, that information and Graeme Dwyer I mean the relevance in his case is that he's trying to argue that Gardaí shouldn't have been allowed to use that legislation mm-hmm. to access the mobile phone data in his case and if that was the case that shouldn't have gone to the jury that's to the, the crux jury. of his yeah, appeal absolutely. Now obviously he's uh, the challenge has gone to Europe in relation to that and we've had today an advisory so explain how that works then because this is not the, the ECJ the European Court of Justice making a ruling today but it's, it's very significant in advance of when their ruling will be made and what it may be Yeah and it's it's very short. It's it's only a three page document. I have it in, in front of me here. There are two other unrelated cases, but I suppose some of the points there are overlap with some of the points that are they're raised in these other cases. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it here and specifically in relation to uh, the Graham Dwyer case, one, two, three, four pars, he mentions it. But what's contained in those pars is very telling. And again, you're right to say, Tara, that this isn't binding on the European Court of Justice. Um but they will obviously take this into account and I think it is fair to say that it's a very good litmus test of what way the court may lean when it eventually hands down uh, its judgment. Mm -hmm. And the Advocate General's name is Campos Sanchez Bordona, and he insists that the general and indiscriminate retention of traffic and location data, again, that's metadata, as I just explained, is justified only by the protection of national security. So in cases where there is a suspected terrorism threat, for Mm -hmm. example. And he says, and this is very interesting because he says, it doesn't include the prosecution of offences, including serious offences, of which murder is clearly one of those. He goes on to say that Irish legislation does not, therefore, comply with the directive. And that's reinforcing the High Court judgment of 2018 that the state appealed to the Supreme Court Where this all feeds back to then is the Supreme Court, because the Supreme Court went to Europe seeking clarity on a number of issues. Mm -hmm. If Bordona's opinion is shared by the European Court of Justice, Mm -hmm. well, then the Supreme Court will have a decision to make on whether or not to uphold the High Court judgment. And as it stands, and again, this is a hypothetical, you would be inclined to say that the Supreme Court would have to uphold that High Court judgment, and that would have 
huge implications, not just for Dwyer, but for crime fighting in general. Okay, and I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But I mean, there's very little ambiguity in in the advisory that's been given today. Um, Let's keep with the, the, the hypotheticals for now, because if, as you've outlined, if that was to come to pass, where does that then leave Graham Dwyer and his his uh, his right to appeal this conviction? Well, again, as I mentioned earlier, Graham Dwyer hasn't appealed that conviction yet. Yeah. Again, he's waiting until all of this is done. And what it'll do, and again, I suppose hypotheticals are dangerous territory for you and I, so I'll tread very carefully here, yeah. Tara. Yeah. But, but what, what it will do is, I think it is fair to say that it'll strengthen his hand when he goes before the appeals court. Who knows how many grounds of appeal his defence team will present to mm-hmm. the court of appeal when that day comes. Mm-hmm. But certainly this, you would think, would be top of the pile. That a huge amount of evidence that was gar- gathered by Gardaí was gathered in a way that they will claim was unlawful. If things unfold as you know we've just spoken about in our hy- hypothetical. Um, now I've, I've spoken to to other legal sources will say that clearly that's not the only thing that would be considered by the court of appeal, and obviously the state will put up its fight when that day comes. So it's not an automatic Graham Dwyer's conviction sure. is overturned. It will certainly feed into his appeals case though, no doubt. Very good. Frank Grady, thanks for demystifying and simplifying what happened um, in relation to that advisory at the European Court of Justice earlier today. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.